welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I'm not your life coach, just a girl who never gives up. Happy Labor Day weekend, guys. If you're listening to this in the future, that doesn't matter. That's not important to you. But in real time, if you're listening to this, when the episode drops, it is Labor Day. I am at a bachelorette party and staying on track with my diet because for those of you who've been following along the last two weeks, I've been talking about this diet that I'm doing. And again, I hate the word diet, but Another way to phrase it is that I am working on fat loss for myself now that I know what I'm up against with my gut health, and my gut has been amazing. Everything is feeling great. However, I found out what has been glutening me, so this might be sad news for a lot of you listening, but here it goes. Um, I love sous vide egg bites and at Starbucks, and... I've been trying to figure out like why I get bloated at like 10 30 to 11 a.m. every single day well not every day but most days and as of recent I've been having these Starbucks egg bites most days so now I kind of see that okay this could be the pattern and so I asked Starbucks like are these gluten-free and they said but they're not certified gluten-free because we don't use gluten-free preparation meaning they use the same tongs they cook it in the same oven. And I don't know why I hadn't even thought of that before, but I am officially stopping the egg white bites today. I'm recording this on a Thursday and I will be seeing how that helps me in the future. So stay tuned for that. If you are celiac or you're gluten sensitive, I would try taking the sous vide egg bites out of your diet. Just my own little public service announcement. But now that my belly has generally been feeling better i have been like just better about eating not feeling as tired it's just amazing how when you really truly work on your gut health everything else is easier in life so if you're someone out there that's struggling with gut health i am here for you uh go back and listen to any and all episodes that deal with gut health we've talked about it a lot because it's clearly very important to me so i'm you know if you followed along on Instagram, you've probably seen that I typically do, I do drink, like I'm definitely social. I drink, a lot of times I drink tequila. My best friends know that I'm a tequila fiend. Um, it does not bother my stomach, which is why I drink it. And it's light, lower in calories than say a glass of wine. So if you are someone who likes to celebrate, likes to be social, keep in mind that tequila or vodka or any type of hard alcohol is going to be lower in calories and more bang for the buck if you will than say 160 calories of wine that if you're looking to party it's not gonna you know take you that far anyway that's my two cents about the diet i'm feeling good i'm feeling confident and the reason that i'm so pumped and motivated to continue on with this even though my wedding isn't till next summer is that i am going to saint lucia for a full week in November for my mom's wedding. And then my dress, my wedding dress, I found the one is gonna be arriving in early January. So I wanna be in, you know, tip top shape by then so that I can try it on as I'd like it to fit for the wedding. So stay tuned for those updates. Today, we are gonna talk about loneliness because it's something that I don't know if a lot of people open up about and it's something that I struggled with. So I'm going to start with a little story, and the story is that last week, 
Jeff was out of town. He went to Florida for Monday and Tuesday and part of Wednesday. And I had Sunday night, Monday night, and Tuesday night to myself. And I remember sitting on the couch and just thinking, oh my gosh, this is the best. Just having time alone, you know, quiet, watching TV shows that I like or reading. And it was, it felt so energizing almost that alone time. And I realized it's because the past four weekends I've been either social with friends, hosting my parents or hosting friends in town. And because of being around people, for instance, um, I had been with friends Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday before Jeff left for Florida. It was like I really just needed that time to be alone and recharge. And if you know me, you know that I am very good at playing by myself. I can spend hours alone. I mean, I went to Aspen by myself for eight days last year and lived in the condo and the, on the mountain and was happy as ever. But I also love being around people. And since I know that both recharge me when appropriate, I try to make an effort to be with friends and be social because I'm kind of like 50-50 introvert, extrovert, I would say. Now, that being said, and knowing that about me, that you know, I've known that since high school, that that's how I am. I love alone time. I appreciate alone time. I also love my friends. In 2015, I guess when I moved here, 2014 really, till uh, I would say mid to end of 2016, I was incredibly lonely. I lived alone in a one bedroom apartment in a city where I hadn't really met anyone yet. I didn't have a lot of friends. And it I fell into a relationship just a couple months into living in Boston. He was a little clingy. He was around me all the time. And so I kind of had a built in friend with that relationship. And while that's super positive, it really um, became a crutch for me to not feel the need to go out and make friends. I was keeping in touch with a couple girls that are here that I knew from college, but for the most part, I wasn't friend dating, if you will. So today, I want to talk to you guys about some of the strategies that I use to overcome loneliness. I want to empathize with you if you're listening and you feel lonely that, you know, it sucks. I hate that you're going through it, but I hope that this gives you hope that there are some positives that can come from it. And I just want to kind of bring awareness to this because you never know who's dealing with it. And going out to get that cup of coffee or have lunch with that new person really goes a long way. So when I first decided, okay, I need to make friends, I was reaching out to people that I was driving with in the fitness community. For instance, one of my best friends in Boston is someone that I met because she took my Barry's classes. My other best friend in Boston is because she worked at Barry's. And little by little, uh, when people would ask me to do things, I'd, I'd go, I'd go hang out, I'd go grab dinner. And you know, it's one thing to just show up, which is huge, it's like the step one is show up, but you have to be willing and ready to share stuff about yourself. Now, lucky for me, I, I do have the advantage of the fact that I'm generally an open book, but I was also single when I really started to look for friends. And when you're single and you're making dating a priority, you're kind of in the mode of dating and it can be awkward and it can be uncomfortable and you don't know if there's going to be a return on your investment of time. But friendship is the same way and you have to meet people that you know are going to be 
that are going to be, I guess basically what I'm saying is it's one thing to grab coffee with a stranger and have a good conversation, but if you're really looking for a friend, someone that you can really do stuff with, it's important to talk about your hobbies. It's important to talk about your lifestyle. And in a lot of ways, the same things that you would talk about with dating or like I found it easy to talk about my dating life because a lot of people can relate to dating. So I would tell stories about my struggles in dating with new girlfriends I would meet up with. And I've been probably on two or three coffee friend dates in my time that I was like, yeah, I'm probably never going to hang out with this person because either I could tell they weren't able to show up for, they weren't going to be able to show up for me. Maybe their life was too chaotic. Maybe we didn't have anything in common. At the very least, it's a nice, it's a nice connection to make, but after like a general coffee date, if that's kind of like the first step, a lot of my friendship have, friendships have been built on going to do a workout together. Hey, do you want to catch yoga together? Hey, do you want to go snowboarding together? Because the time you can spend with someone is so special. And the more and more that I've built close relationships in Boston, the more I appreciate having someone to do stuff with. Not just to talk, not just to gossip, not just to have lunch or coffee or a meal, like to really do stuff, like whether it's going on a run or going to the beach. And I also love that I've been able to make friends with uh, people and their significant others and Jeff, and that's been really special. But I will say that number one, you have to address like, okay, am I lonely? Am I not? Do I have time for a friend? Because that's the other thing. When I was single and looking for <laughs> looking for a man and friend, I ended up really cultivating relationships with friends because I wasn't in a relationship and I had time to continue to show up for these newer relationships in my life. And that's the thing. You can't commit to becoming a new friend if you can't be there for somebody. But if you are lonely and you are thinking, gosh, I don't have a Barry's boot camp. I'm not in a fitness community. Like, what do I do? So I did a couple things that... Um, I think can be helpful and some that weren't so but but I must have a disclaimer that my efforts were genuine and I some of my efforts while they didn't work out because I was trying and putting it out to the universe that I want friends it ended up working out just in a different way than I imagined just <laughs> kind of how the universe always works so for instance I um signed up for a volleyball league. I thought that would be a really good way to meet people. It was only a five-week commitment. It was in the month of May before summer and travel. And honestly, it was not fun. Um, the people I just did not jive with, they were biotech people. They had been playing together for years. They had established friendships. I felt like the odd man out didn't, didn't fit in very well. Um, and that was frustrating. But uh, as soon as I realized, okay, this isn't really going to work for me, I just moved on and I started running the stadium stairs with some friends from Barry's and I, I will say I never used Bumble best friend or Bumble business, but I did just ask people, hey, we should grab coffee sometime. Let's do it. And I honestly, I still do that. I have really great friends here in Boston, but I still put feelers out because you just never know who really needs a friend and who might be able to become a new friend in your life. So I do think that one of the major causes of, um, of loneliness, and then I'll get back to my strategies, is that sometimes 
It's a little bit laziness. So for instance, if I got home from teaching at 6.30 and I'm exhausted and I have to teach early in the morning the next day or I have an early work day, my gut isn't gonna be like, yeah, you should definitely go get dinner with someone because that's hard. Or maybe on a Saturday, I didn't like the first, I don't know, eight to 12 weeks of my life in Boston, I had zero weekend plans, zero roommate. And like, I hadn't really connected yet with my friends from college or acquaintance, more of like acquaintances from college. Um, and when I, the thought of going out seemed really scary, I didn't want to go out to a bar by myself, but even just going to a lunch place or a dinner place by myself didn't really sound very fun. And Netflix was easier, you know? Netflix, writing, working, working out, all of those things were much easier for me. And um, for those of you who are listening right now from the Midwest, I 100% believe that the Midwest is easier to make friends right away because everyone's generally nice and welcoming. On the East Coast, everyone kind of is either transient, like they're like, I'm here for two years, I have blinders on because I'm in med school or I'm uh, in some type of school or I'm doing a rotation. So a lot of people have blinders on and they're like, I'm not trying to make friends, I'm just here to work or whatever. And then there's other people that have lived here forever. They have their friends from way back when, they have their college friends, et cetera, and they're not on the market for friends. So I found it really challenging. So if you're new to the area, but you're thinking about moving to the East Coast, I would recommend if you're, you know, if you're, I would say if you're moving with a partner, you are gonna feel so much happier just having that built-in person. But if you are here now or you're thinking about moving here, it's definitely challenging. And so I would urge you to either join a gym and talk, actually talk to people. And it's hard to talk to people at like a traditional gym. So, you know, a gym that offers classes or a CrossFit gym or some type of strength tra- training gym where there's group classes that you can talk to people or Barry's boot camp so that you can kind of start to see familiar faces on a regular basis because it makes it much easier to approach someone in friendly conversation when you share something in common. Like, oh, we've been taking the Tuesday 6 a.m. class for seven weeks, let's grab coffee. Um, It can be a bit startling to just like ask someone to get coffee, obviously. Um, But I did get coffee with someone once after a spin class that we'd just been spinning next to each other. So that can happen. Um, But you have to open your universe to it. You have to open your mind to it. And you have to make the effort. It does not happen by chance. Like I asked um, my friend Meg, I asked her, she was just a client in Berries and she had really good energy. Like every time I said, add speed, you know, in a push or something, she'd be adding a ton of speed. She had great form. She was just like, you could just see that she was a go-getter in class. And so I said, hey, can you stay after class and help me film a workout video um, or an exercise video for my blog? She's like, yeah, sure. So then afterwards we exchanged numbers and she wanted to know more about my um, online business. And so we just started talking that way. But you know, you have to be ready to talk about who you are, what your story is and where you're going so that the person can better relate to you. You know, I feel like me by me, actually I said this several times to people when I met them, like, yeah, it's been really hard for me to meet people in the city. I'm really struggling with that. And just sharing that right out of the gate and being vulnerable was very helpful. So I'd say that's my other strategy beyond actually making time for it and just like you would dating and making time to get coffee and making time to consistently check in with your new friend 
or have coffee, have dinner, go do something and actually be physically doing something fun together, you know, being ready, willing, and able to open up about who you are is the only real way to know someone. And it's only happened once that someone was so vulnerable to me and I just realized, wow, I'm not, I'm, I'm really not connecting with this person, with their story. But for the most part, I really admire when people, you know, open up about who they are and it's allowed me to connect with everyone who is able to do that. I don't want to sound like a terrible person. I just, I met someone that I, I just listened to their story and I realized that they were going one direction and I was going a completely different one. And, um, so I didn't end up having coffee with them again, but that's the thing. You, you tend to be able to feel out if you're going to be friends with someone and quash that loneliness if you can know who they are right away. But you have to give that too. And sometimes giving it first makes it easier to um, receive it. And the other thing is, sometimes people come in and out of your life for certain seasons. And I hate that because, I don't know, I just always thought people, you know, if you lose a friend, it's a that's a sad, bad thing, but I think it's just the fact of life. People come in when you need them and you come into other people's lives when they need you and then sometimes you just move on your separate ways without drama, without anything, whether they got married and moved away and it was hard to stay in touch or they got really busy with work and chose work friends. I mean, there's so many different reasons why friendships could fizzle, but I do think that if you can stay vulnerable and you can really commit to showing up for that person, it can really help. And um, I actually wrote about it in my book, but there was one night when for the very first time, I lived in Boston for one and a half years, a little bit more than one and a half. And I had three friends from Psych Fitness come over to my apartment. And I had to like pinch myself because I had never had friends into my apartment before. And so just that feeling of saying like, wow, I cultivated this. I met these people and they're in my life. And that is so amazing. And I was so thankful for that. And that actually gave me the confidence to go after it more. It's kind of like once you achieve something small, like progress breeds more motivation, whether that's in fat loss or strength training, it's true in so many different ways. So by the end of, um, almost my second year in Boston, I decided to have a party. And this is kind of funny, but I literally invited everyone I knew. <laughs> People that may have been like, why is Garrett inviting me to her party? I'm not her friend. But at that point, I, I felt like I really only had like 1.5 like true friends in Boston that were close, close, close to me. So I just thought, why not invite everyone that I know and see who shows up? Because who shows up for me will also show me like who I should like pursue as a friend. And like one of my favorite stories is that I also invited four different guys I was dating at the time, which made it very entertaining. Um, but I do think that, again, if you want to get rid of loneliness, you have to make the effort. And I was guilty of staying in and watching Netflix and being too scared to go out by myself or make the first move with friends. But the more and more I began dating, the more and more I was kind of needing friends and, and willing to put myself out there for friends too. So I guess this all goes to say that if you are lonely right now, it is normal, especially in your 20s. And making adult friends is really tough because people have their lives. They're at different levels of feeling established or not. They have work goals. They have 
relationship goals, they have self-care goals, and then it's like, okay, and I have friends. And most of us do have friends from high school or college that we can stay in touch with or send a text to or FaceTime if we need it. But what I find is I really feel supported and happy and less lonely when I have people in my direct vicinity to hang out with, to do stuff with, and to have those shared activities with. And a moment of gratitude right now that I just want to share is that not only have I made some really incredible friends here in Boston, but we're at the level now where they know Jeff and they know Jeff's parents. I know their parents. And I don't even know some of my college friends' parents. And I think that that's just such an intimate level of friendship and it's so special. And I'm sharing that with you, not to brag or boast, but to just share that it is possible, especially as an adult. It just takes like a lot of effort. And that's the one thing that I don't think maybe anyone except my mom really told me. When I would complain about loneliness or just tell her like, oh, I just wish I had someone to go to brunch with or dinner with or whatever, um, I, I don't, not a lot of people were saying, oh, you have to put in the work. Like people would say that about dating. Like, oh yeah, it takes a lot of work. You got to put yourself out there, blah, blah, blah. But no one really said that with friends. Everyone would just admit like, yeah, making friends as an adult is hard, but no one said like, go do the work. But I just naturally went and did it. And I'm so thankful that I did because now I have a, a group of friends that I feel supported by. And I feel like I can, it makes Boston feel more like home, quite honestly. And so if you are someone who is lonely, stressed out, feeling like that lack of community, I'm just going to kind of go through these tips one more time so that maybe this sinks in with you. And again, I don't want you to feel like you're alone in this feeling of loneliness. It is totally normal. It's it's not easy, but it is, it is possible to get through it. And the first thing is make time with make time for it make time after work make time on the weekends maybe join a club boston sports clubs there's tons of those activities there's i i still get emails from meetup.com that's actually how i found my book publisher um i found her at a writing group that i would meet up with um so meetup.com um eventbrite there's a lot of cool events on there and then boston sports clubs or i'm sure you could find like your local rec league adult rec league, co-ed sports, like in whatever city that you live in and actually make time and, and just show up. You know, I, when I went to a stadium three years ago to go run the stairs with my friend, Daniela, I didn't know if that was going to, if she was going to be, I didn't know she was going to become one of my best friends. I had no clue. Um, but I just showed up. So show up definitely. And then once you show up, be ready to share who you are and what your story is, because you can't make the kind of friend that you want to go on a weekend trip with or a daytime trip or a double date with if they don't eat, if you're not ready to share who you are and 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 be vulnerable in the sense that you're actually looking to make friends because if you have walls up just like dating you can't build a relationship off of that and you know be able to once you have showed up the first time and you've shared your story make sure that you can consistently show up you know, be even transparent in that. Like, hey, I travel a lot for work. If you don't hear from me, that's why. Or if you just, both of you space out, like text them and say, hey, sorry, I've been kind of MIA. I just wanted you to know that I'd love to grab dinner again sometime soon, blah, blah, blah. And know that it is might be awkward in the beginning and it might feel a little bit like dating, but it is possible. And different cities 
you know, make bring, bring their own challenges with this. But I do think that there's there's a fine line between energizing alone time and loneliness. And for me, loneliness was like, I want someone to text about my day. I want to have yoga plans or brunch plans with someone. I want to laugh my face off and drink wine on a Thursday night. I want to have these people to do this stuff with. And I just felt like I didn't have anyone that could even, I could even ask. And like now sometimes I'll ask somebody to do something and like no one's available. That's fine. I know they're there. But when I first moved here, I just felt like I didn't have anyone to even reach out to. And that to me was loneliness. But alone time is like this past week when Jeff was gone and I'm like, yes, I need this time to just sit quietly, be by myself and think about what I'm doing or, or not think, just, just relax. So, um, if you are feeling really lonely and maybe you're, I don't know, in Alaska right now, because you're there at a military base and you don't feel like there's a way out of this loneliness, try to find the positives, try to find the silver lining. That is, you know, you get time to think about your own thoughts. You can journal. If you're me, I got really bored and lonely, so I started a freaking book. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that was a product of having way too much alone time on my hands. I wrote a book. So it's not the worst thing in the world, but if you're going through it, I just want you to know I'm here for you. I'm thinking about you. It is seriously tough. And if you find this episode boring, I'm so sorry, but I know that there's someone out there that needs to hear it. Like you're not alone and feeling lonely, especially if you live in a city and you're not sure like how to start, you know, like I said, try reaching out to people, join a gym, be consistent with what you do so people can count on you. And hopefully this helps because Again, it's just kind of a crappy feeling. Um, and um, that kind of segues into just a final little announcement. Next Wednesday, or this coming Wednesday, I have an episode with Katie Grimes, who is a happiness strategist. She has a background in commercial real estate, and she is going to be on the podcast to talk about her. We're going to talk a lot about dating and a lot about being single. And um, we're going to end up doing a follow up episode on marriage, but she's she calls her business the heart files and what she does is she helps people navigate relationships through love and um dating and then love with themselves because i think a lot of people desire to love and to be loved as does she and that is um you know relationships are super important for our overall happiness so i hope you guys enjoy that episode and then we're going to get back to some more nutrition stuff and lots of exciting things coming your way. We do have some more commercial real estate podcasts coming this fall as well. I did commit to doing a, you know, a year of episodes, so no stopping anytime soon. But the only way for me to know what you guys are looking for and what is most helpful for you is feedback. So feel free to shoot me a note if there's anything that's super helpful for you that you're really loving, that you're not loving. And if you're out there listening and you're like, oh man, I'm glad Garrett posted this. I'm feeling kind of lonely today. Know that I am sending you a virtual hug. And I mean that. I, If I was listening to this, you know, four years ago, I would really appreciate that. So I'm being the me that I needed back then. Um, so anyway, hope you're having a great Sunday. Um, let me know what your friend's strategies are if you have any unique ones. I would love to learn more. And I will talk to you all soon. As always, dare to move.